Welcome to the Success After Barber School podcast, where we give advice to new and seasoned barbers on how to reach a six-figure income through training, mentoring, and coaching. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% in earning a six-figure income, this is the show for you. Welcome back to the Success After Barber School podcast. I'm your host, Mr. T.I.M. That's Time Is Money. Today, I got one of the iconic barbers from an iconic barbershop, G's Clippers, over in the third ward. Hey, please introduce yourself. How you doing? My name is Neil Kelly, a.k.a. Neo the Barber, man. Uh, I'm from here from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, born and raised. Been here my whole life, all, don't nobody say nothing, 48 years. You know what I mean? I've been here my whole life. I've been a barber. Since 2000, I got into this barber game in 2000, man. Uh, my brother was a barber and stylist here. Uh, he started a shop in Wauwatosa called Stylistics. And uh, I wanted to get in the industry. I initially wasn't in the industry at the time. I was working in the corporate world. You know, I had several jobs working in the music industry, other stuff. And at the time, I was working at Strong Financial. I was a mutual fund specialist. And, man, we worked seven days a week. Yeah. 24 hours a day. The place was open 365 days a year. No breaks. And no breaks. And I just made a decision, man. I loved hanging around the barbershop. I loved being in the barbershop. I loved everything about it. Had never cut a head of hair at all. Wow. Had never attempted, had never tried at all, period. And one day I just walked in and was like, man, it's over. I don't like doing this. And they was like, what you going to do? I said, I'm going to be a barber. And I walked out. Wow. And uh, I went and told my dad, and I was, man, I was in my 20s at the time. I told my dad I wanted to be a barber. My dad was like, holla at your brother. My dad bought me a pair of clippers. My first whole little setup. Went to my brother's barbershop, told him I wanted to cut. He said, you'd be an apprentice. And for the first year and a half, man, I never cut any hair. Wow. I didn't cut hair. I didn't touch hair. Anything. All I did was sweep the shop. That was it. I swept the shop for a year and folded towels. Wow. Then he took me on, and I didn't, still didn't cut hair. He taught me how to do women first. He was like, hey, I want you to base them. I want you to shampoo them. Then he taught me how to bump curls, and that was it. I did that for a year and a half, two years, man. He really took you through the grind. He took me through the grind, bro. Like, that's old school apprenticeship right old there. Old school, bro. And only way I got a chance to cut out of hair, he was gone, man. He was out at Andy's getting clippers serviced. Uh-huh. And his buddies, couple of his buddies came in and was like, hey, I need a cut. I need a cut. I need a cut. And I'm like, he ain't here. I need a cut. He ain't here. Right. And they're like, we can't keep waiting. And I'm like, I got it. And all I did was what I saw him do in my head, I just emulated it on him. And, man, I've been, turned out I've been rolling ever since, man. That's huge. Like, for real. Been rolling. YouTube. YouTube was my school, man. And so, then MATC, best barber school in America to me, man. Right. I tell people, if you want to learn how this profession, go to Milwaukee Area Technical College. People always knock it. Because we never had barber schools. You know that here in Wisconsin, man, we didn't have barber schools until like a couple years ago. Right. Then they the barber school came thing. You had, to, you had to learn how to do both things. And a lot of what you learned was in the shop. Test, some test dummies at home kids your buddies whole lot of mess ups so that's all it was for me a whole lot of mess ups man my first real job outside of my brother's shop man i worked at white's barbershop shout out to mr white 
and those guys over there. And all I knew how to do was a basic cut and a one against the grain ball fade. I faked it till I made it, bro. That's funny because I started when I was 13. And I started with all my uh, cousins and friends on the block. Just self-taught, you know what I mean? Because I had a little bit of an artistic eye so I could draw. But it was like you said, what I thought it should look like or what I saw on a piece of paper. It's like, oh, I can make it look like that. You know what I mean? You used to take me an hour. I had one pair of clippers I did everything with. And then eventually, just through time, <laughs> right? Through time, I just kept going and going. Before you know it, it's like, what? I started mid-90s or something like that, 91, 92. See? And then uh, by like 94... That's when I got my first client, five ten dollars a cut at, at Milwaukee, Washington. Okay, you know what I'm saying. And then uh, from there, went to Carroll, joined the Army, kept grinding it out. Mother in law looked at me shortly after nine eleven and was like, "You know, you do a decent haircut. Why don't you go to school?" She was the one planted the seed, and here we are now. Been a shop owner for twenty plus, almost twenty years. You know, loving the grind, loving what we do. We're actually getting ready to open a barber school. So yeah. that's where I'm at now. And that's that's where it really should be at, man, because that's what my goal is in this next phase of things. You know what I mean? Is I want to I wanna give back. I got a son that's 18, man, and he started to dabble and cut a little bit. You know what I mean? So I really like trying to infuse in him, like, hey, this is it is what it is. But, you know, you got – I'm kind of doing like my brother did. You know, it, I'm I'm old school, bro. Uh, if you ask anybody who's ever worked with me, man, I'm old school. I had have had the opportunity to work at, I think, some of the greatest places in Milwaukee. You know, White's Barbershop, been around over 50-some-odd years. I think it's like the longest-standing barbershop, one of the longest-standing barbershops in the inner city of Milwaukee. And then I worked at Hair King with Mr. Cherie Hewley, man. He's been in the game over 50 years himself. If you're talking about an old-school barber who knows everything, man— the technique, when you watch him cut hair, even at the age that he's at now, man, it's like poetry and motion. It's like you're wa watching a, a waltz or a symphony or something, the way he moves around the chair, man, and gives guys straight razor shaves and clipper over comb. Because you don't see a lot of that, man. I've never seen a man cut a whole head of a hair from a ball fade to a fro or a ball fade to a two with just clipper over comb, no guards, no blades, no nothing, just clipper over comb, man. And it's just poetry in motion. And then being at G's Clippers with G, shout out to my man G. Being at G, you know, one of the most probably people, most most successful barbers in the area, most well-known places with the partnerships that he's had, learning the business side as well as the, you know, the service side of it, being involved with community partners and partnering up with people. And then the service part of it, man, it's just been a blessing for this next phase. You know, I've been there since, what, 2006, and then just moving into this year, I transitioned out to my own little studio, you know, I Pray Barber Studio. So it's blessed me, man, to to just do stuff, go places. Like I tell people, man, for me, it's all been about faith, man. I'm a PK kid, so it was motivated me. I never liked to, like, lose at all. You know what I'm saying? I've always been, in my mind, a winner at everything, and I'm OCD. If I get in something, I'm all in. So when I jumped in the barber game, man, I was all in. It's man, I've had messed up relationships because of this barber thing. Open the shop up, close the shop. Open up at seven, I'm there until seven. I'm man, to this day I work the same schedule. I'm there early, they're late. I'm at the shop six o'clock in the morning on Saturdays. Shout out to Mr. Cherie Hewley. Five o'clock on Saturdays, we had to be there at Hair King, bro. Uh -huh. Five AM. If wow. you weren't there by seven, he'd tell you to go home. We got two hours in already, man. Go home. 
So let me ask you this, right? Knowing everything you know, okay, let's let's pause. Everything I'm about to ask you right now, I want you to focus on these four areas, sales, okay. marketing, operation, and then the financial side of the business. So think we're talking to new barbers just coming out of school. Everything we're about to do is geared towards helping them get to where we're at. Okay, this is a, a roadmap I'm creating, right, right, to help them get from zero to six figures as quickly as possible. Okay, okay. So, what's one thing you wish everybody understood about our job? It's a job. Yes. It ain't no hustle, man. I see a lot of guys come out come out of school, and a lot of guys who want to do this, and they treat it like it's a hustle. Right. This ain't a hustle. I've been out in the streets before, man, because a lot of people don't know my story. I did five years in prison, man, in the midst of me cutting hair. And got out and jumped right back in the game where I was, and started at the bottom all over again. Uh-huh. But I had to treat it like it was a job, bro. A lot of guys don't want to treat it like it's a job. Right. If you worked in a factory, man, you punch in that clock, yep. you there all day. You take a lunch break, you keep on working. Big you know, facts. one of the things, even at G's, that I would always say, you know, I was the cranky old guy because I've been in the game for a while. Yeah. So I was the cranky old man. <laughs> if dope. you ever talk to G, he'll be like, Neil, he a cranky old dude, man. He <laughs> he, 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 he get irritated with dudes. But it's all about love, man, because I tell him, if you show up on time and you clock out on time, man, you'll get with everything in between all that. Facts. You know, and I, I just lean back to the stuff that guys told me. Your number at the end of the week, that's your goal at the end of the week, you can get it. You can get that number on Tuesday when you open up shop or Wednesday when you open up shop. Facts. But the best thing that you got to do is the hours that you set on the door, work those hours. Got to be there. If you say 8 o'clock, be there at 8. Don't be showing up at 9 because you got an appointment at 8. That guy's going to get tired of showing up at 8 and you ain't there. Right. He ain't going to be waiting all day. Right. You know what I mean? Hey, just in case you all missed what he just said, if you treat it like a hobby, it's going to pay you like a hobby. When you treat it like a job, it's going to it's gonna pay you like a job. Keep it simple, folks. Treat it like a profession because that's what it is. Even the guys on the block, man, who doing all the wrong, they treat it like a job. They show up every day in the morning. Yeah. They out there when the when the birds are chirping, man. Facts. They show up. They wonder why guys take a lunch break and then they guys be sitting around, man, I ain't got nobody. No, you unreliable. You unreliable. You unreliable. Look, consistency is key, people. I Man, promise. Mr. Cherie told me this a long time. You know you know what guys do. They come in the barbershop, and the first thing they say, who the best barber in here? Right. Give me the best barber in here. I can't stand that question. I hate that question. <laughs> Mr. Cherie always taught us at Hair King, man, when somebody say, who's the best barber? An available the barber. There you go. The best barber is an available barber because that's the person who can cut your hair right, right now. Right now, yeah. Dude over there, he might got 10, 15 people, bro. In front of you. Dude's available. Right now. I'm going to use that one. <laughs> Going forward, I'm taking that. Best barber's That's an available true. one, man. Hell yeah. I'm always trying to be available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What do you wish your younger self knew about your current role? Did I The influence that I had, bro. You fail to realize the influence that you have, man. Big time. Fail to realize the younger me when I was in this game. I was doing a whole lot of stuff, man. When I got in this game, I probably shouldn't have been doing. Mm -hmm. You know, cutting hair. You know, you dabble on both sides of the fence. Because you're still treating it like a hustle, man. Right. So you're dabbling on both sides of the fence. Plus, it's the people you cut and the, 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 the relationships you, you build. It's the relationships. Yeah. And you're not realizing how many people are watching you. You're not realizing that you got five little kids that come in the shop. They're watching your every and move, And they're looking man. up to you. They're looking up to you. Right. You know what I mean? You got other guys in the shop that they they looking at you. You got mothers that's coming in that they sending their kids to you because they trust you right. that they like hey i'm gonna leave him here and i'll be back in half an hour not because they have to but because they trust you 
and they want you to infuse in them what you're doing. They're seeing a guy that's viable. He's working. Right. He's taking time. He's talking to him. He got a relationship with him. I didn't understand the, the power, the influence that I had back then. Big facts. Now, years later, you know what I'm saying? What, we're 20-some-odd years into the game now. Now I understand the influence that I got this. Some stuff I just can't do, man. Right. Some places I just can't go. Right. Some things I just can't be involved in. Yeah, you, you learn the some, power of no. Some stuff in my environment, man, I just got to create an environment that, that's conducive to what I'm trying to give to people because we change lives, man. I know more about my clients and their life than I know about a lot of my family members' lives, man. Right. You know, because just we're in their personal space and they're relying on us to relieve them from whatever they're going through in that day. Preach. They want that that moment, man. They don't want to be worried about their wife. They don't want to worry about their job. Right. They don't want to worry about finances, right. bills. They don't want to worry about that. They want to come and let that go, whether they go to sleep in their chair, whether they vent in their chair, yep. whether they're talking about sports, politics, whatever. They want to feel a safe place, man, where they are not the same person that they was. And Thanks. you make them leave out feeling totally different, man. Most people don't realize that barbering is so much more than just cutting hair. It isn't, We man. become pastor we become dad we become therapist we we advisor networking uh connector yep. you know what i mean like we wear so many man, different hats i've been the network for a whole man i didn't connected people with lawyers i didn't yes. connect people with doctors yes. because when you've been in this game as long as me and you have your client base is so vastly different every person is different but they come to one place yep. for one common goal to get a haircut right and like i have the luxury i, I could have one of the doctors at freighter man one of the head dudes at freighter but he comes in the shop and then i got one of the dudes from the block and they talking about politics they right. totally different places but they got a common ground and they talking about politics and they looking for each other when they come in like hey man where do that he ain't here today, man. He normally comes at this time every week, man. What, what's up? Right. Where are you at? Right. They're looking for each other. Right. So they can talk politics or just talk life in general, right. man, to help each other. And that's what it's about, man. I never realized the influence and the power that's behind that cheer, man. It's a life-changing thing. Love it. So what's something that everyone in our industry should start or stop doing? <laughs> I'm going to start with start. I was adverse to this before the pandemic, man. I was adverse to the booking apps. Yep. I hated them. Same here. I was like, man, I got a book. I can fill my book out mm -hmm. and I'm good. Or, and you had all the guys, man, I don't do books. I just take walk-ins. But once the pandemic started, man, and we got out and then they limited the number of people that could be in the shop. Mm -hmm. And they told you you could only have a person. Because we were at G's, man. We had 30-some-odd barbers. In one location. So now that means you got 30 barbers. They got these restrictions. You got 30 barbers. That means each barber got a person in their chair. You got 60 people. That means if you got another person waiting, you got 90 people. Mm -hmm. So now we've been limited. So we got people that got to wait out in their car or whatever. So now you're like, let me, I got to figure out a way to navigate through this. The best thing that came to me, man, was I got to get that book in that. When I got that book in that, man, I ain't going to lie. Shout out to the barbers who are on Booksy and all, Ring My Barber and all, and cut whatever it is you're using right. beforehand. Right. It changed the game for me, bro. Yep. The game got changed. It organized my schedule. Yep. It made me more fruitful in this season, man, right now than Never I was before. Because you wake up and you're booked. Wake up in your book. You know what's ahead of your day. You can plan your day out. Now I got a structured time frame of I get this guy in, I get this guy. Now, let alone the client that I got, 
he can get all of me, man. He ain't getting part of me. Right. He getting every bit of me for this half an hour, 15 minutes, however long his slot designed for. Because, yeah. man, I got it marked down to this how long it takes to do this cut, this cut, and this cut. I got five minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes in between that I can spare so I can get ready for the next person. Yeah. And it makes you so efficient, man. And you don't realize when you're working in efficiency like that, and I don't want to have to get spiritual on you guys, but you work on a whole different plane, man. You really can use your talent and you really can use your influence the way you want to because you're. it's like when they say a basketball player gets in the zone, you get into a zone then because you're just transitioning from all of this and you got this vibe and aura created that you're just working in and you can work in it because there's nothing disrupting it, man, because you got it all synchronized to flow that day. It's the it's a game plan that you get to work. And then it shows you your dollar number. Yeah. It shows you your dollar number. You know what you got for the day. Yeah. You know, you know, I might have a two hour time slot that ain't nobody booked. So if I get a phone call, I can slide this in here. I can slide that. I can go handle some personal. You got that. You can, man, I can go pick up the kids. Man, it just. Best thing I did. Best thing, man, ever. Ever. What should we stop doing? I'm going to tell you, man, the one thing I want us to stop doing, and I'm going to say this, and I don't want guys to get mad, man. We got to stop the extracurricular doing the cut. Give it all to your client, bro. I myself, I've been one, even though I like partying, I like hanging out. During my course of business hours, and I've always been this way, I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't infuse nothing into my haircutting time. Because it's work time, bro. It's grind time. I'm focused on what I need to do. I'm focused on that. Man, my wife, she calls me, and the first thing she says is, what are you doing? You got a break? I say, I'm cutting. And her next response is, I'll talk to you when you're on your break. Because why? I'm focused, bro. I can't give you the best service if I ain't focused. Grind it out, man. Stay planted right there in the shop and grind it out. I hate seeing guys with extracurricular. I do a haircut, then I leave and I go do this. I do a haircut, then I go smoke nine cigarettes. I do a haircut, then, hey, I'm going to go get food and go have a drink down at the thing, get the sports bar. Bro, work, work. Why you going, bro? It's a haircut you miss. I tell all the young dudes and G's, because I, I worked in the front and kind of we divvy out the haircuts. Me and other guy, people come in because we were the first contact. Hey, man, dude's open. After a while, I always got to the point. Man, I'm not micromanaging. People, I ain't micromanaging you, bro. I ain't looking for you. G ain't going to look for you no right. more. You want to make the money, the money is there. Yeah. But you got to grind. You ain't serious. I bro. can't want it more than you do. Thank you. I want you to make money. You don't. Right. At the right. end of the week, you're wondering, man, I ain't made this. You wasn't available, bro. Right. We pushing uh, our last two minutes to spend oh, the best okay. episodes hey, was, Man, I'm like, sorry, man. No, 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 no. This is great. <laughs> like, this is great. So if I, if I got to ask, right, what's giving you hope right now for our industry? Man, you know what's giving me hope, man, because right now I'm looking around and I'm seeing as I'm in 20, 22 years in the game right now. I love the culture, bro. I'm seeing some of these young dudes, man, where you go on Instagram, you all that, because we didn't have all that. We had to, you had to go out and hand out 10, 15, 20 cards. Now guys can get on Instagram, man, they can show their talent around the world. And people are seeing that we more than just a dude who cut hair, man. We, we family men, we entrepreneurs, we're intelligent, we're smart. We're all of that. We just ain't a dude who took this as the last option. Right. We really want to do this. We chose and it. We chose it. And you know, people are building brands now, man. Yes. And that's what 
is exciting me that guys are building brands, guys and girls and the female barbers. Now, man, I have seen some of the coldest barbers and yes. people are seeing that they're females. They're not just they're feminine. They're non-feminine. They're they're females. They're guys. And, and everybody is building a brand. It's really an interest, and it's really taking off the barber. And I think we just kind of got pushed to the wayside that, right. oh, we just cut hair. Right. We're recession proof, bro. Right. We're the one brand, we're the one industry that's recession proof. Everybody want a haircut. Everybody ain't talented enough hey, to give man, a haircut. For the two months we was closed, look, my line was ringing. Tim, man. just, I'll pay you. I'm like, man, I'm like, cut the hair. Thank you. <laughs> I, see you I had people, man, come to my house. Yeah. Could you come here? No, nah, bro, I'm in the house just like you, right. man. COVID is real. I'm scared. <laughs> Hey, that's been our time, man. We, I'm going to have to have you on again. This man, is gonna I be love it, part. man. I mean that. If you're new in our industry or old in our industry and are ready to join the top 1% and earning a six-figure income, hop on the email list to get updates on the show and live notifications for the newest trends or to be featured on the show as the Barber Spotlight of the Week. Let's go. Let's grow.